AgriTalk is brought to you by Case IH. Solutions for every challenge, equipment for every farm. Case IH, built by farmers. And by Grounded. Spray smarter and improve herbicide performance with Grounded, a multifunctional adjuvant from Helena. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Soybean futures gave back Monday's rally, and corn decided to connect with the bean market today instead of following wheat back to the upside. Cash cattle expectations for the week are firming, but that didn't do anything to encourage buying in futures, while lean hog futures gave back another chunk of last week's late week rally. Live from the final Tuesday of calendar autumn, Via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This afternoon, we'll talk with Darren Fessler from Lake Run Front Futures. And directly following the news, probably Matt Bennett from agmarket.net. I'm <laughs> handsome newsman Davis Michelson. Now, here's the host of AgriTalk, Chip Laurie. All right, Davis. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, it's creeping right up on us, isn't it? Uh, sure is. Uh, first official day of winter. I got it right when I say that it's December 21, right? I think December 21 is like the first day, right? Is yeah. that how it goes? And the yeah. switchover is, is somewhere in the in the late night hours or something. Right. I don't know. Right, yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. really knows. Yeah. I, <laughs> we might need to bring I, in a druid to get this I, figured out. I, I'll, bet, I'll bet somebody out there knows exactly, <laughs> exactly the moment that winter 2023 uh-huh. will get started. And they're so, reaching into that little holster on their belt to grab and, their pliers to throw them at the radio. Right. Please don't. Right. Please don't. Yeah. And then I think it lasts like 18 months. Something until, like that. Yeah, yeah. Until we get to, you know, the middle of March. Well, so, and te- technically what it is, is winter will release its grip when it's darn good and ready. Darn I think is the good technical and ready. Term. Yep. That's right. Welcome to AgriTalk. <laughs> I'm Chip. That is Davis. Hello. Uh, looking forward to the conversations today. Uh, we're kick it off with matt bennett he'll be on here with us in in just a bit i want to know what he's learning from these you know holiday drained markets yeah uh if there's anything to learn from what's going on in the in the markets right now uh we'll probably ask darren fessler from lakefront futures the same thing uh and and dig into the money flows we started that conversation with pete meyer from uh, from Muddy Boots uh, Ag yesterday, and I want to keep that going today. I think it's an important topic, so we'll keep that going. All right, let's get to the news. What do you got? Well, Chip, hard red winter wheat futures led gains in the wheat market. Most market watchers gave credit to a simple upside correction after March HRW futures once again rejected trade below 625. The low range opened at high range close in March. HRW puts first resistance at Monday's high of 643 and a half. If that level can be cleared, chart watchers anticipate a move back to last week's high of 663 and a half. Weather forecasts continue to hold the potential for rains in the U.S. Central and Southern Plains leading into Christmas. March HRW wheat futures were 13 and three quarter cents higher, 641 and one half. March SRW wheat up five and three quarters, 622 and three quarters. March spring wheat closed at seven twenty-eight and one quarter, up six and three quarter cents. Chip. Yeah, you talked about support and resistance in that uh, 
that March HRW contract that is basically 40 cents apart. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got some room to roam and chop around at, at current price levels in here. Well, corn futures followed wheat futures to the downside on Monday, but refused to follow along for an upside correction. Instead, corn felt spillover pressure from losses in the soy complex. Also weighing on corn prices was word China has dropped regional restrictions on corn imports from Russia. That offset potential price support from ongoing crop uncertainty in Brazil. Pro-Farmer Crop Consultant Dr. Michael Cordonier today cut his Brazilian corn crop estimate by 1 million metric tons. He also raised his outlook for the Argentine corn crop by 1 million tons. Chart watchers expect March corn to test support at the November 29 low of 470 and one half. March corn futures were four and a quarter cents lower, 472 and three quarters. May corn down four and a quarter to 485 and a quarter. July corn futures closed at four and 94 and three quarters, down four and three quarter cents. Chip, interesting. We haven't, we've, we've been so concerned with Russia or with uh, China and South America, specifically Brazil. Hadn't even thought maybe they could get corn from Russia. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and, and Ukraine, too. Well, if they're getting corn from Russia, it might be Ukrainian corn, no. just getting it from Russia, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, soybean and soybean meal futures traded to session lows late in the session as bean oil prices erased losses on support from gains in the crude oil market. Bean prices gave back all of yesterday's price gains despite ongoing crop stress in Brazil. Pro-farmer crop consultant Dr. Cordonier cut 2 million metric tons from his bean crop estimate, dropping his outlook to 155 million metric tons. USDA this morning also announced the sale of 132,000 metric tons of beans for delivery to unknown destinations in the current marketing year. March soybean futures opened near session highs and closed near session lows. January beans 14 and one half cents lower today, 13.12 and a half. March beans down 17 and a half to 13.22 and a half. May beans closed at 13.33. That's down 17 and three quarters, Chip. Yeah, the product markets were mixed. March bean oil up just 10 points today at 50.84. March bean meal down nine bucks, 392.40 on the close. Well, March cotton was 36 points higher today at 79.46. On your livestock, the cattle complex erased mid-morning gains with fed and feeder cattle futures closing near session lows. Boxed beef prices slightly changed this morning, and traders now expect at least a slight gain in cash bids this week. Still, February fat cattle were down 85 cents today to 168.77 and one half. The April contract off 82 and a half to 172.67 and one half. Jan feeders down a buck 27 and one half to 221.90. And on the snout side, February lean hogs gapped lower, firm to fill the gap and to trade slightly higher than turned back to close below the opening range. Dang it. February hogs a buck two and a half lower, 70.55. And April hogs, why not? Down 97 and a half to 77.60 chip. All right. Thank you very much, Davis. Let's bring in Matt Bennett, agmarket.net. How you doing, Matt? Merry Christmas, buddy. Same to you, bud. I'm doing good. 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 What are you learning from the markets? You know, it's just kind of a path of least resistance is lower yeah. feel as far as today was concerned. I mean, uh, uh, like Davis said, I mean, corn has been following wheat around quite a bit here lately. And then today it decided it didn't want to. Uh, I tweeted earlier, you know, the bears, uh, got thanksgiving and uh you'd think maybe the bulls would uh, want to show up for christmas but uh right now they're running out of time so i don't know it's uh 
You just don't have anybody wanting to buy this thing right now. I don't know that we've got a story that, uh, you know, demand's been pretty good, better than what we thought. But, uh, you know, you're going to need probably a weather story out of Brazil, in my opinion, uh, I guess, to get too fired up and, uh, you know, be able to get buyers to show up in this thing. Dude, I see some of the videos coming out of Mato Grosso where they're cutting some really crappy looking beans. What more story do they need? Well, I think that people are taking that with a grain of salt and they're saying, hey, they're showing the worst, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is, Chip. I yeah. mean, I, I think uh, there's no doubt there's a lot of places you just flat out didn't get a lot of rain in Brazil. You know, you see 50 percent plus of the bean growing areas had less than 50 percent rainfall since the start of the growing season. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like the market's uh, super excited about it. I think it's, uh, again, maybe one of those prove to me type deals, especially after the kind of weather we had in the U.S. this last year. And then you end up with pretty respectable crops. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard to erase that memory because the the 23 crop was enforced by the, or I should say, the better than expected 22 crop was enforced by the 23 crop. Now it, it, everybody's got to prove an attitude in the uh in the grain markets now hey buddy uh, like i said merry christmas to you and to your family all right yeah same to you bud have a good right, one man. yep that's matt bennett agmarket.net okay when we come back it's going to be time to dig into some of those south american expectations and we'll talk about money flow in the markets as well we've got darren fessler from lakefront futures here on agritalk From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. My mom's got a new case IH tractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out caseih.com. You suffer from talking on the radio phobia? No problem. Send us a tweet at hashtag Agritalk. Hey, Chip. Hey, Davis. Quick programming note here on Agritalk. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I just got an email Yeah. from the uh, Agritalk Theatrical Players. Okay. They say they've got a new take on a holiday classic to share with us. I have. I don't know what this is. They just sent me the file. I mean, Are we've always been able in? to trust them before. I don't know. Are you game to just roll it maybe once we get to the fourth, if we've got I, extra time? I, I feel like it's safer if we hear it first. Okay. 
Because you know how those knuckleheads are, but... I do, I do. If they can get here before the final break, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and we can we can at least screen a little bit of it before, uh, you know, mm-hmm. during the break, I guess that'd mm-hmm. be fine. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Stefan, their, uh, their leader is here. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to Stefan and see what we can work That's out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Darren Fessler is also here from Lakefront Futures. Darren, how are you, my friend? It's good to talk with you again. Man, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Um, I'm going to start you off with that, you know, a, a directionless question, uh, like I did with Matt. What are you learning? Is there anything to be learned from what's going on in the markets right now? I think Matt summed it up pretty good. Is it's we're kind of in this uh, end of the year, end of the month. Shorts have had a a, a great year. Uh, I don't think they want to screw this up in the last couple of weeks. And it's the Brazilian weather to prove to me that this is bigger issue than what we think it is. Uh, I think it's hard to, to grasp how big this issue is in Brazil just simply because of the size of, of, the, of Mato Grosso in general and, and, and Brazil in a larger aspect. Right. You know, that, 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 it, that does make the drought in, uh, in Brazil, that much more difficult to gauge when we talk about the size of it. You got me thinking, Darren, already. As soon as you started talking about the end of the month and the end of the year and everything, uh, sellers don't want to give anything up at this point. But once we flip the calendar, could that move some of the activity over to the buy side in the grains based on what's going on in Brazil? I certainly think it could. Uh, I, I, I'm in a camp um, that we're probably going to be very neutral sideways to lower as long as the momentum and trend are in those type of positions, probably all the way leading up to the January report. Um, I do think that you probably have some new new money come into the market. But I think if you look at the the overall commodity landscape and 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 the, the open interest or the lack thereof it, 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 and when you look at other assets where you could simply just put in almost a risk-free five six percent return i think it's hard to battle and, and and really get excited about managed money jumping in here to the commodities in a big way without a without a bigger store here especially from the bullish side of things and yeah. and the technical breakdown what we've seen uh, so far um, in corn i mean if you look over at the chinese markets there's they're experiencing the same type of pullback in corn um so it i okay. think this is a much more of a, a global macro uh, macro play in general where we have some of our biggest buyers still very wish-washy when it comes to economic uh data okay okay i want to stay on on south america here for just a bit uh, you know, and, and I agree, it's difficult to put an assessment on. It doesn't mean we don't try. It, and I think the best assessment that I've seen on South American production so far is even if you take the Brazilian crop all the way down to 150, we're still getting more beans out of South America than what we did a year ago. Is that kind of the bottom line? I think that's an absolute great way of looking at it. And and the way I look at South American production is I think that we're so focused on Brazil, we're forgetting about Argentina and the year-over-year production expectations that's coming with that. So 
to me is what number, and I, I, I keep throwing this out there on Twitter. It, it, you know, we see these images, we see the, the dryness, we see the drought. And I, I, I certainly do not want to make light of it, but to me, it feels like there's, there's not a willing side of this to, to pinpoint a certain number, at least give us a range of where they're at. Um, and so that leads me to believe is, are we hearing the bad the, of the bad and we're not focusing on the larger, broader picture? And is this crop okay? Uh, is it a yeah. 150 crop? If it's a 150 crop, where are we competitive out to the March, April, May timeframes? Can we be competitive enough with say Brazil, if they do have a crop. And right. I think that's a really challenging question at the moment, because I don't think a lot of people are willing to put it out there just yet. Now I'm at 147 to 152, just to throw it out there. Okay. That's a complete guess on my opinion. And I'm giving the Brazil the benefit of the doubt. I'm, okay. I'm saying, Hey, I think your problems are real. I think it's hard to, to understand how big these issues are. I understand that. I'm I'll, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here, but the price action will trump what anybody's opinion is. Okay. And right now, I think the funds are confident. I think what Matt had said earlier about prove it to me that this issue is bigger than what what we believe is. We the funds believe it what it is. I I think that's probably where this market is right now. Okay. Um, and so going back to what the Chinese issues have been, been very, very, you have good months, you have bad months. The The economy of China is not flowing very good right now. And so mm -hmm. I think that is a concern for the funds too when we're looking at the demand picture, even though we do have some good demand. We, when we've seen some really decent daily sales almost. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm more, I'm more confident these sales are great. And I want these things to continue. I am more confident. I am so happy when I'm, we're sitting at the port waving bye-bye at the ship, wherever that <laughs> ship is going, then I am the confidence in that, hey, these sales are actually going to come to fruition in, in the form of exports. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Good point. That 147 to 152 on the Brazilian crop, if that's where it ends up, does it change the price dynamics? In my humble opinion, it doesn't. I think a fair value yeah. for beans is probably between that 1310 to 1370 until we know really about how this bean shapes up. If that is the number, let's say it's on the low end of 147, you know, where where's our stocks use ratio from a world standpoint? And so when I look at when I break down the major exporters, I look at their stocks use. So I'm basically breaking down US, Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, Canada. And I'm saying, okay, if Brazil is down at a 147, okay, how where does that put maybe those big numbers of stocks use? We're probably going to be in the ballpark somewhere around that 17 and a half, 18 and a half percent stocks use of those major five exporters. Is that enough to pro propel this thing to $14, $15? With we if we got China that's maybe a little bit wishwashy, trying to maybe determine what they want to do or is hedging their bets here because South America still has a lot of unknowns. I don't know whether it is. That's why I go back to the, you know what? I think between that $13.10 to $14, maybe $13.70, be more precise, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. probably fairly valued with yeah. what we know right now. Okay. All right. The dollar helping us out now at all? It's not hurt. I think I think it could be helping a little bit. Okay. We've had some breakdown within the dollar versus the Brazilian real here over the last couple of days. So that, I think, could be a bigger factor as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, when I look at 
the CFR into China in that March, April, May timeframe, that's where I get concerned because we are $1.50 less competitive versus Brazil. So, Ooh. and I, I go back to, okay, put a number on what this Brazilian crop is. How bad is it? Is If we are not talking about a, a 25 or 30 million metric ton crop, we're, I think we're just circling the wagons. We're just, mm -hmm. we're, we're just going this argument to this argument, this argument to this argument. It, it, we're, yeah. we're just spinning our wheels. We're not, it's not doing anything. Yeah. So unless it's a 30 million loss from Brazil, which is not today, at least in my opinion, it's not, I, I don't know whether we're moving the needle. I think we remain very choppy. I continue to think that every 50 to 70 cent rally that we do, if the, if we do get these in beans, I think these are rewarding opportunities. And, okay. and for full disclosure, where we're sitting right now as a firm on, on 23, 24 crops, we are 75% sold. Oh. And of that 25% that's unpriced right now, uh, we like being long some May options just for some underlying protection, just simply because of what these technical patterns look like under the March contract. Looks like a head and shoulders pattern. If we take out the 1310 neckline, it doesn't bode well. Um, we, again, we're continuing to bounce right off this trend line that we've established since October here. So watch this neck, watch this trend line from October 12th. If that gets taken out, we settled right at it here today. The momentum within the uh, momentum is okay, lower simply because the five and nine day are below the 20 means the multiple close below the 20 means the trend is lower. Again, it doesn't look good. So when we're looking <laughs> at it from a purely technical perspective, we're within about... 10, 15 cents of some major things happening or developing that, or that flow of, you know, the, the floodgates are almost ready to be open here. So we're we're close. So the bulls really, we need some more enthusiasm here. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly do. Okay. When we come back, that's kind of where I wanted to start. What might change the story? What could give the bulls some encouragement to send money to the long side of the grains? We'll talk about that. That's going to be our money flow conversation. And and then let's talk about 24 crop prospects here. Let's go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes, where March hard red winter wheat futures were 13 and three quarter cents higher at 641 and one half. March SRW wheat up five and three quarters to 622 and three quarters. March corn futures were four and one quarter cents lower at 472 and three quarters. May corn down four and a quarter to 485 and one quarter. January soybean futures 14 and one half cents lower today, 1312 and a half. March beans down 17 and one half to 1322 and one half. March cotton was 36 points higher, 7946. On your livestocks, February fat cattle were down 85 cents today to close at 168.77 and one half. January feeders off 127 and one half to 221.90. February lean hogs a buck two and one half lower at 70.55. Go to tryprofarmer.com. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. 
From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. My mom's got a new case IH tractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Knowledge is power. We're here to charge your batteries. AgriTalk. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. Glad that you're with us. Uh, We are in the middle of a conversation with Darren Fessler from Lakefront Futures. And, uh, Darren, a couple of things that, that... I want to carry over from the last segment to this. You know, what the what the fund money decides to do next might be the most important thing that happens for this grain market for at least the, the first quarter of the year. So what might give the, the, the bulls that we were talking about, what might give them some encouragement to put money on the long side of the grain markets? It's a great question. I I think that uh, when we look at money flow here, I think you got to look at the the broader picture. Where else could they put money for a greater return? And obviously, when you look at the equity markets doing what they're doing here, it's hard not to favor that. Granted, they're they're probably very overdone here in the nearby. But I think what we got to watch is what the Fed says. I think the Fed is in a very precarious position here. If they back off the throttle and they actually start lowering the rates, I think inflation is very, very sticky. I think there will be a lot of pent-up demand, and that could create this inflationary narrative once again. And so as we go into this next year, higher for longer, that's certainly been the camp that I'm in. But Wall Street believes that, hey, we're going to probably see three quarters to maybe a a full basis point cut in rates next year. We do have an election year as well. So I think that when we look at from a money flow standpoint and in in a broader sense here, I I think they're watching multiple things. They could be a little bit timid here just because I think the next year is going to be a little bit more volatile, uh, at least to start off with uh, maybe the the first six months as we get more geared up in the campaign season. But Again, I think they're looking at where could they get the best bang for bucks here. And I think that really where risk-free rates are right now, you're going to have to get uh, get all of that 5 or 6% here. And so I, I, I really don't think the funds are going to move the needle a whole heck of a lot here without okay. any sort of reason, especially for the ag side of things. 
Okay. Can you imagine what the Fed governors would do, and Jay Powell in particular, if they go ahead and drop interest rates a little bit and immediately money starts going into the, the ag commodities, immediately starts going into energies, you know, the stuff where you can really feel it in a consumer's yeah. pocketbook, they'd lose their mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you, you look over the charts is when when the Fed starts lowering rates, there has been a tendency that corn prices start moving higher as those rates start moving yeah. lower. Same with equities as equity as they lower those rates, equity pulls back here. So, yeah, again, could it be a money flow out of equities into the commodity land space? I, 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 I certainly think it could. I think that the carry out, especially for the corn carry out. Even though the man's been a little bit better than expected, could tamper maybe some of the optimism. Uh, so going into the 24 and even the, the remaining, uh, you know, 23, 24 uh, bushels out there, which is a quite a quite a bit. I, I do think rallies of 30 to 35 cents probably is going to be met with some quite yep. a bit of selling. Yep. I think that if you get a pushes in basis on corn at the same time, same time you get rallies in futures, that's a that's a selling opportunity, no doubt in my mind, because I think the basis, if the futures is going to provide the opportunity, the basis will give it back. I don't yeah. think the I, I think this crop is there. I think the USDA is probably closer than what many believe on this crop, especially mm -hmm. in the Eastern Corn Belt. So, uh, again, I think rallies of any significance in corn uh, backwards of four five dollars in the March, five ten. Uh, boy, th that would be an excellent opportunity, I think, to reward this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, this one's a little off center on the on the question, but I don't care. Uh if you were on the Biden election re-election team, okay, and, and pulling full force for, for Biden, would you tell him to scrap the Bidenomics stuff? Boy, that's an interesting question. I <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm not I, asking I, you to reveal anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that we need to put a, a, an American first policy, and that's from city to city to rule. Uh, and and mm -hmm. and I think the way to do that, if we want to focus on clean energy, if we want to focus on the renewable side of things, uh, promoting the biodiesel, get this up and going much more quickly and more efficiently. I think this would be a major, major windfall for rural America and a way that we can provide safe uh, and clean renewable sources on things that would touch every part of this economy as diesel. Uh, yeah. I think that would be a major where I would start, especially if we're talking energy. That's interesting. That's a great answer, dude. You know, 23 was a good year for biofuels. Um, and it's 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 wrapping up the year on a strong note as well with uh, um, the 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 it, it's not a clear path, but the path is clearer for uh, for ethanol to jet. And uh, there's still some work to do there. But, hey, it's it's been a decent year for the biofuels. It's helping us out. Uh, let's talk about this. Twenty four. The crop expectations. What does your balance sheet look like? Where are you starting? I'm going to start corn off with probably around 90 and a half. Ooh, I think okay. beans are probably going to be three and a half to four million higher. I do think we're going to have some definitely some more bean acres. And, you know, if this all comes to fruition here, um, I, I'm a nervous 10% sold on 24 beans. I'll be honest with you. I'm a nervous 10%. 
Uh, I wish I were more, to be honest with you. And I think we're going to get these opportunities. I just got to stay patient. But uh, if if this crop is is okay in Brazil and we do plant these acres, I do think in the U.S. And let's say we have an okay crop. Now, granted, we don't know. I'm just I'm, we got to plan for the plan for the uh, you know the you know the best here and 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 you know and so if we have a decent crop and let's say the Chinese economy is still pretty wish washy. Uh, it, it does have a created problem, I think, for the bean market. Um, <clears throat> not that we're going down to 10. I'm not in that camp. But mm -hmm. if we get below this 13, 10 level, you know, it's really going to accelerate, you know, prices lower. I could see a dollar off in this bean market, but I think that would be a tremendous buying opportunity. But um, I think the same thing. And any type of pushes towards 13 and a half to 14, likewise with we in, in 23, I think those right now at the very moment, uh, are, are definite rewarding opportunities. And, and I'm really optimistic about the potential of, of renewable biodiesel. I, I, I would just, just get it going off the yeah. ground a little bit more. And I, it's like the same type of thing that had happened with ethanol. Maybe we got a little bit too optimistic and, you know, some plants got, you know, we're going to yep. start this plant and never got going. So I don't want to see that same thing happen with renewable because I, I really think that could be a massive, massive change for rural American and American producers, because we need it. We absolutely need this. Uh, it, it's just a simple numbers game when it comes to Brazil and U.S. and, and then how it relates to China. It, Brazil's, uh, the best way to put it, they're eating our lunch, and we need this. We need this for rural America. So, again, it's we just need to get it off the ground and more more available access to it. And and so I, I, think it, I think in the long run, you know, I don't think you want to be uber, uber bearish long run beans. I, I think it's going to be a good deal for an American farmer. Okay. December 2024 corn has not closed below five bucks since, I think it was sometime back in July, middle of the year. Um, we're getting close again. Mm. If, yes, if, we if we slide down there and drop below five bucks, what kind of a, reaction do we see from farmers oh i think you're going to probably see maybe a little bit of nervousness um we are uh, full disclosure there we are 25 percent sold on 24 corn already okay. uh and so you know I, I think we're going to get our opportunities in in 24 uh, but again you you really you break five dollars we've been in this basically this channel pattern all the way huh. since basically late july yep. so we really have not done much um, so again, if you break below five, get a close below there, you're still below the 20. So really on a weekly basis, the momentum and the trend is still friend, friend, you know, defending the bearish camp here, but you probably go down to 490, 480. There's going to be some opportunities. I have no, no doubt in my mind, but these opportunities, if you get them to 520, 40 and 563, these are all, these are all sales that probably should be made or, or at least have the discussion about getting some type of option strategies in play, at least to defend the downside. If we have 90 and a half or 91, the American farmer loves planting corn. If we're anything like a surprise, like we did this year with all these acres and you start talking about a 2.3 or 2.5 billion carryout, if this potential does happen, there's a lot of ifs in that scenario, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it, that's not five dollar corn, mm -hmm. and you know. So I mean, that's where you know, even on twenty three, twenty four. Mm -hmm. Um, in full disclosure, there we're ninety percent sold on old crop corn. Uh, there's just not a whole lot of optimism when you start talking two, two and a half billion. 
So how do we fix this? We 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 need to encourage. We hope the best things happen for China because the, the best thing that could happen is China's demands there, and we have a hundred dollar crude. Right. How are we, I, I don't see economically how we could have a hundred dollar crude, and I don't see the demand side of things drastically changing in a way the Chinese demand. Even the Chinese are saying their corn demand is not going to be that high next year. Right. It's going to be less than the current year. So. Right. Boy, we need Mexico to come on and keep on buying, right? So yes. again, it just absolutely you if you get to the 540, if you get to the 560, yeah, reward it. Yep. You know, and, and and hope for the best. Rallies we run are for some other issues. Yeah. At, for right now, yes, that's the case yep. we're in. Yep. Chip, it Darren, feels like we're going in you bet. Yeah, Darren, it's a magical time of the year, man. Uh Merry Christmas to you. And uh we'll talk with you again in the new year, all right? You bet. Merry Christmas, Chip. Thanks so much. All right. You bet. That is Darren Fessler with Lakefront Futures. For the time being, rallies are for selling. Okay. We might we th- are, have the boy. Maybe the boys are here. We don't know. We'll find out next here on Agritalk. Go on the offensive against weeds with Antares Complete from Helena. Antares Complete eliminates early weed competition with long-lasting residual control of broadleaf weeds and grasses. With a balanced premix of three herbicides, Antares Complete combats herbicide resistance and helps soybeans achieve a faster, more vigorous start to the season. Take a tactical first strike against weeds and protect your soybeans early with Antares Complete. Always follow label instructions and check registration before use. Contact your Helena representative to learn more. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. My mom's got a new case IH tractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. Chickens have come home to roost. Find out whose fence they're perched on today on Agritalk. You are tuned to Agritalk, everyone. So glad that you are with us this afternoon. Your pal Davis Michelson here with Chip Flory. Yo. And we never did get a get a full report. How did the uh, spaying and neutering go last week, by the way? Oh, it went well. Yeah? It went well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did yeah. you manage the, weather, the population? Yeah. It, yeah. The weather really didn't cooperate. Okay. Okay. You know, um, yeah. it's uh, warm and and no snow and mm-hmm. nothing to to kind of group them up. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's That's okay. not the kind of thing they just hold still for either. The, I, I wouldn't imagine. The, the food and the camaraderie was outstanding. Well, there you go. There you, there go. you go. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit earlier. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. I think we're just going to have to do this. Um I was. I said I was going to mention this. Did you screen this at all? 
I have not screened this at all. Stefan oh. said it was be going to be fine, and then he went out for a peppermint decaf mocha latte. Said he'd okay. be right back. All right. Uh, I don't know what this is. The Agritalk uh, theatrical players are very excited about this, apparently. Um, in the notes here, it says it's their review and retelling of the classic Christmas movie, White Christmas. Let's see what the fellas came up with us. <laughs> Philip Davis, your private first class, sir. Let ease, Davis. Yes, sir. You all right, Davis? Yeah. Hey, Davis, how you doing? So long, Davis. Got you and Mr. Davis on the one o'clock train. Mr. Davis couldn't get a little rest. Thank you, Davis. Mr. Davis? Ah, Bob Wallace. Listen, Phil Davis are out front to catch your act. Wallace and Davis? Yeah, and you're Phil Davis. But Mr. Davis, how will I stop? Oh, make up a story. Tell him anything. Tell him, uh... uh... <laughs> Mr. Davis told us you insisted on giving us the tickets and... Private Davis, sir. At ease, Davis. If we could get something really big, something sock, like, uh... Like Wallace and Davis. No, honey, you couldn't get them. They're too big. Wait a minute, Wallace and Davis. For Davis and Wallace. This plans of the great Davis. Davis. Well, now that's a pretty good summation. <laughs> Do you think it was? I think it was great. You, I feel you, like I know exactly what happens in White you, Christmas now. I don't even need to watch it. You, you feel like you're well tuned in to what is happening in White Christmas. The theme did really seem to emerge, if I'm... If I'm not mistaken. I think it's a very popular theme that emerged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's uh, it's one that not, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's going to get it. They might not. No, it's not for everyone. <laughs> you know? Oh, sure. Here's Stefan now. Did oh. You, did you bring me a latte? He didn't even bring me a latte. Wow. Yeah, I already played it. I already played it. He's out of here. He's yeah. getting back in his Tesla. He's headed out. He's done. <laughs> He's off in a huff. Oh man! It, now have they have they submitted any other work for our consideration? There are some some works pending, but okay. I think after after this, um, what they loosely called a summation, a summation of a holiday yes. classic. Yeah, uh, I, I'm probably going to need to screen these. I'll make yeah. a better effort to do that. I just been so doggone busy, you know. Well, hey, you're Davis. I am. I am. And, and I think we we just heard how busy Davis is. Well, people making movies about my life, places. and I didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot mm -hmm. of different places. I think at the same time. Yeah, all at the same time. All at yep. the same time. Yeah, crazy. Yep. I'm in crazy. demand. You know, you put it all together like that, and it really <laughs> adds up to something. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, this is a prove it market. Yeah, it's come out a couple of times, hasn't it? Darren said he's giving. South America, the benefit, benefit of, the of the doubt. doubt. Mm -hmm. I want to revisit that. Do you have a clear picture of what he meant by that? I, I do. I, I think I do. I think I do. When he says he's giving uh, Brazil the benefit of the doubt, mm -hmm. he's believing the drought reports. He's believing that crops in some areas are as bad as have been advertised. Okay. Um. Uh, because if you're going to doubt the Brazilian story, then you're going to have to go away from some of these social media posts mm -hmm. where the beans are just crap. You know, um, you're going to have to go away from that. And and not only that, but you're you you are going to have to uh, doubt the impact and doubt what it means when you hear that Brazilian farmers 
have purchased only 60% mm-hmm. of the inputs for the Safrina corn crop. I mean, that's huge, Davis. Do you know what? We should get somebody like Danielle Sequera from AgriRal Oh, we can't show. get her? We can't get her. <laughs> you don't think we can? I don't know. Well, we're going to do our best. She's going to be on tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like that? Just like that. She's going to be on with us tomorrow morning. That's good. Um, ahead of the free for, excuse me, ahead of the the farmer forum. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll talk about we'll get Danielle's take on on what is happening down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been it's been difficult to find a time that Danielle can come on the show. I've been mm-hmm. trying for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and the reason that it's been so difficult is because she is very very busy dealing with clients and adjusting plans. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So if they're doing that, I think maybe giving Brazil the benefit of the doubt on the story and the reports might be the right path to take. Wow. That's interesting. Well, you know what? We'll find out the answer tomorrow morning on AgriTalk. How's that for a tease? That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Um, you know, and 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 China's buying beans, Davis. Oh, yes, uh, one hundred thirty-two thousand. Yeah, China or unknown wow. is buying beans. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, nine out of this this morning was nine out of the last. Well, ten. Yeah, days. we've had. Yeah, yeah, nine in the last ten. Nine in the last. I think 10 is what days. it is. Yeah. So. That right there tells me that they're concerned about the supplies coming out of South America one way or another. They've got to be. They've got to be. National Weather Service, 6 to 10-day outlook for December 25th. Merry Christmas to the 29th. Above normal temperatures expected over most of the country. Uh, The warmest of warm in the Great Lakes areas. And precipitation in that time period. Above normal precip over the Corn Belt. Uh, for December 25th through the 29th. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Again, we've got Danielle Sequera from AgriRal on the show in the morning. Uh, and uh, Brian Doherty from Total Farm Marketing tomorrow afternoon.